It's been spindurfed. Did I spell it wrong? Yeah, actually, <laughs> it, it, it says spindurfed, spin, spindurfit, and spindrift. <laughs> nice. We got it. We got it right in the end. We got it all every way. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. This is funny. <laughs> I was doing it fast, and this could be the hardest game. Potentially. Jesus, and I've been failing recently. Yeah, these, this one. Well, this okay, one you're playing. Who's the biggest loser when it comes to these games? Well, this, undoubtedly me. it is you. Yeah. This one you're <laughs> you're playing against each other. I mean, come so on. No, oh, we're not only working. Only one as a of team. you can really do bad. No, yeah, you have to play against Great. each other. So. Horrible. Um, that'll be fun for you. I'm sure people will really enjoy me eating on the show. I've got a mute button, so hey, they won't even mm. hear me. Well, I suppose we better roll into this thing, hey? Let's do it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine podcast with Tony. Hello, Tony. It's almost like you you forgot what we were because you got the Beer Engine part out of the way. But then you took a pause on podcast, and I was like, you do realize we are a podcast. Pond, pond show, beer engine, <laughs> audio hour and a half, audio 90 minutes. It's funny, when podcasts first came out, there were people trying to rebrand them away from podcasts because they were too Apple-centric because everything, of course, was around the iPod, yeah, and yeah. we can't have that. So we they, they came up with, like, radio shows on demand and all this other shit, but podcasts <laughs> stuck. So, Yeah, well, the iPod won in the end, and uh, we're still paying the price somehow. Um, Are we really? I, I, what was the other one of those called? What were the other? Wasn't there like a Sony version of that little doodad? I, I think You're I had thinking the, of the Microsoft one, before. the Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, the Zoom mm. or whatever it is. That's right, Z-U- yeah. N-E, I think it was. Can you imagine doing a Zoom cast? Well, Maybe we should rebrand ourselves for that. <laughs> Maybe they'll pick up some people. The, Zoom cast. There is a Zoom cast on SoundCloud and in podcasts. So, hey. Okay. People were on to well, it back in rude. 2012. Okay. I have an invited on our guest. Uh, back to talk about the results of the Seltzer Bracket. It's Kelly. Hello. Hi. I thought you were also going to talk about your Darbacks Media Gone. The Darbacks, the Darbacks Media Gone was a classic uh, audio device from the future. Like uh, the iRiver? Do you remember the iRivers? Right. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had some piece of shit um, uh, because I, uh, I mean, I, iPod at the time was an insurmountable amount of money for a college kid. It's whatever, 400 bucks probably or something. Um. And uh, that was not happening for a black and white screen with a click wheel. And in the end, I think I probably got the better end of that stick. But, oh, well. Uh, I think Kelly had one, though. You had an, iP- you had an old school I, iPod, yeah, right? Yeah, I had, I had a mini. Ah. Oh, you had a mini. So you, I think I might have had a, a larger one, too, but it was not the quick click wheel version. No, I, I didn't right. have the original click wheel. I had the one with the, the proper click wheel. 
not click wheel, yeah, the like proper. Touch. Yeah, and it was the mm-hmm. YouTube one, you know, when the YouTube put their album on everybody's iPods oh, for yeah. free oh, that yeah. nobody wanted. And people mm-hmm. got mad and, and you're going to say, why did you get mad? But I had the big model. The big model was 20 gigabytes. and We didn't stream music back then. My entire record collection didn't fit on. Yeah, my, my phone's like 500 gigs now, which is crazy. To think yeah, about. and we stream but, all our music. Uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, right. So the only thing you're downloading is apps. Yep. Uh, the um, U2 is coming is downloading itself to fucking Vegas because they're going to be in that sphere in a few couple months. For It's like seven nights or some shit. Yeah, it's something forever. like that. I actually, like as much shit as we give it, I... Like it's completely overpriced, but that that sphere is pretty cool when you think oh, about it's it. Oh, awesome! Yep, and I can't wait till we poach gabs off. Price is right. Quick price is right on uh, the U two tickets. Starting price today to go to U two. Uh, let me see what night I can reflect here. They're all sold out. Um, oh damn it! Fuck. Um, now, where do you guys stand right, on the U2 got... band? Because I, while Griff's working that out, I'm not a fan of U2. Like, I'm not anything against sort of that power pop thing. It's just they've never clicked for me as a band. Yeah, yeah same. It's fine. I mean, it's not what I would choose. No, they irritate to. me to some extent maybe because we had In Excess in Australia, which were similar in many ways but with a bit more funk. Show me a ticket. Show me one available ticket on September 29th, the opening night of the sphere. Just let me see it. Okay, here we go. All right, give me a guess, Tony. Uh, starting ticket, $560. What's this $560, that's what you say? Are we, well, is this face value or this resale is, this value? This is vivid seats value, resale oh, value. Because I was reading an article. The sphere came up a lot over Lake Weekend, by the way. Mm-hmm. Everyone is very invested in the sphere. Um, and tickets were starting at like 140. So, of course, they're going to be blown way out of proportion. Uh, no, this is the only opening night, though. This is a big night. This is the first night of the sphere being open. Yeah, remember that. Right. Okay, I'm going to go 875. 875. Yeah. Tony says 560. You both overshot. So, mm-hmm. if it were prices right rules, you wouldn't make it. It's 542 but- if you want to be in the 110 level. Uh, which wow. will be to the far right, the far, far, far right in the first row, first um, concourse, I guess that would be, or the lower mezzanine, we would call it, mm. um, which is not going to make for the most ideal view, I don't think. You'll be kind of no. on the edge. <laughs> you will be. But it'll sound amazing. <laughs> but every, every seat is supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Every, it's supposed to be like every perfectly single seat acoustic, has a like pinpoint yeah. sound. It's but uh, if you wanted to get like a center seat in the um, like the middle mezzanine levels, so 200, 300 level, yep. you're looking at about $2,300, uh, actually up to $2,600. Um, and even if you get to the 400 level, you're looking at about 650 800 So these, these lower level seats seem to be the cheaper ones, yep. um, yep. probably because you don't get the clearer view. Is there an excuse for bad sound in a modern venue? Like I get venues that were designed 50, 60, 60, 70 years ago. Occasionally you're not going to get great sound out of those. But I've been to a couple of modern venues recently and the sound has been amazing. Um, Melbourne Symphony Hall, Hamer Hall, 
the acoustics there are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's a place down by the Docklands, um, down near the exhibition centre, that is amazing. And I saw Ben Harper at the end of his set go off mic, oh, just his voice and a ukulele, and it sounded amazing. No amplification whatsoever, and it was a crowd of sort of five or 6,000 people. Um, but there's I mean, no excuse for a venue to suck acoustically these days. When you're looking at a, arena shows, though, I do think it varies. Like these arenas are of such wide ranges of age, and they weren't always built for those types of performances. Right. So what are you going to get out of the, you know, the 60-year-old stadium in New Jersey? Well, that's what um, I was saying. I'm giving them a versus pass. Versus, like, Allegiant, you know what I mean? Yeah, Allegiant. That's open air though. That that's a. I know it's got a roof on it, but that's, that's, yeah, yeah, it's roofed. Yeah, but it, it's it's not like the Sphere, which I think was always designed as a concert venue, at least second on the list. Yeah. Uh, and that that's place why well, the Sphere is the Sphere is one hundred percent concert venue. Oh, it doesn't do any sports. Yep. There's no no sports fit in there. So um, maybe wrestling or something. But what about weightlifting? I think that's going to be table tennis. Table tennis, they could pull off if table Fucking tennis takes off. It's um, pull up your ass. So Tony, one, it's been a little crazy here. It's been like smoky. It's there's been haze in the air for ah. Uh, so California wildfires is that the issue? No, it's actually Arizona wildfires. Uh, um, Mojave Desert wildfires. I know. So it's this cleared like- up now, though. But it, it was pretty ugly. It's oppressive, there isn't it? For a few days, it really we is. We had like the 160 air ppm per minute or something. Well, that sounds all right. We've had we've had worse here, but I have had it go dark on me because we're a little closer to the mountains and to the bushland, and we had a really bad bushfire day. And one day, it was 2 p.m. during the summer, the town went black. The, the smoke just came in, the whole town went black for about an hour, and it was like midnight during the day. It was so strange. It's creepy. It, it really wild. is. It, it really is we terrifying. Just had, we just had the green screen. It was like, or green sky. It was green, yep. yellow. Type look outside. Did you get that orange tinge to it? Oh, yeah. To the yeah. light. Right. And the, everything grey looks has this orange tinge to it. You look up and, yeah, that really is a weird vibe to to be looking through. It's very yeah. strange. Very bizarre. Uh, hopefully it's over for a little bit now, though, and I can go back to occasionally being outside. It's, like, not one million degrees, which is cool. Uh, we did brave the insane weather. I wanted to talk about this here, Tony, because... Um, we've talked about this, pro- like how many, I, I think it's gotten brought up on, on your other podcast too, this proliferation, pro- proliferation <laughs> of food halls. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with what a food hall is. It's like a word for a food court, but yeah. if it were said by like upper middle-class whites, um, essentially the same, it's the same, except instead of Sabaro and Sarku Japan and, uh, Charlie's Philly cheesesteaks or something. It's got like nice restaurants in it. That's pretty much the same, the same yep. shit. Um, but we went to this new one called the Sundry. And I got to say, it was one of the strangest eating experiences, dining experiences I ever had. And I think not, since I have Kelly here, it's a good time to talk about this. 
um, since she notices these things maybe more intensely than me. <laughs> but uh, even my aw- I'm awkward as shit. So no. the first the first thing I noticed was is that it was not clear what door you enter. Oh, and this drives me crazy. That was well, a bad start. It was. It was clear what doors you couldn't go in, though. Yes, the it front. Was, yeah, that one, one was cordoned off. Right, you had to go <laughs> in by what they call the quad, which is like sent this central area because it's in an outdoor mall. But the doors were were marked. The bad part of the experience was you go in the door that it tells you to go in, and there's a hostess there, and it's like you need to talk to the hostess to you know, be sat at your table. Mm-hmm. So we go up to the girl who's clearly holding an iPad, looks like the hostess. And we're like, oh yeah, like we're here to eat dinner. There's two of us. She's like, oh, I can only seat for um, the oyster bar. You'll have to go talk to the hostess over there. I'm like, okay. So then you have to like walk awkwardly through all the middle of all of the tables in the middle of the food hall. And then mm-hmm. you're, then you're faced with three different hostesses. Yeah. And you don't know which one to talk to. And you're to. like, Great. So there's two sit-down restaurants, like actual like menu, normal service, in the same venue. Confusing it's- on its own that they've got three concepts in the one place with no with no like um, stanchion or like marking or anything. Yeah, you can just be in any of them at any point. And uh, also, I just want to get in front of this when we because I just talked about what a food hall generally is. Uh, why do why do I have a hostess for the food hall? Yeah, that part makes no sense <laughs> because you are you sit down at the table, you order off of a QR code on your phone, and it's like you, it just the QR code could say, "Oh, this is table seventeen. Bring the food out to table 17. There's runners. There's runners. Like you sit down and you do not go up to a different counter or a different stall. You're seated for the entire experience. You are, so, it's just it's, like ordering from a giant menu of variety of different cuisines. You're about to get a, a, a take here that is purely an old man get off my lawn take. This <laughs> concept, oh, I haven't put myself on on focus mode. Apologies, people. Okay, now you won't get my email alerts coming through on the audio. Um, this concept, while it sounds great in theory. Uh, we've stopped having communal dining experiences where everybody orders from the same place. And that's what this place has allowed people to go off while sitting at the same table, feel like they're having a communal experience, yet you're having an individual experience. Well, it's great to have all these places available to you. Perhaps people, when they go out in a group, decide on one place. And perhaps one person isn't happy, but too fucking bad. It's a... A fundamentally good idea on paper. It's actually a dividing um, way of looking at food when you actually get to it. And you get none of the benefits of a proper restaurant. The atmosphere isn't as good as an individual restaurant. I'm not saying it has to be a fancy restaurant, but even like an individual strip mall shop, this probably isn't as good as. Um, the service is confusing. Um the, the combination of foods Dang. looks confusing. Uh, you've got oyster bars, you've got Bloody Mary bars, you've got sliders, and you've got ice cream and some other places that I can't decipher but just by their name. And you've got a donut and beignets place. So it, I'm sure they are. But, like, <laughs> I, I just I don't buy into this concept. It, it I was think very confusing. This concept is terrible. Sure. This trend I want 
it to stop, actually. On the surface, I'd be all in for it, but I think there's something just fundamentally flawed about it. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm in a big rush to go back due to um, the confusing service, but the food was really good. It was really good, and I, I liked mine a lot. Like, I had food from the Greek place, and it was, like, a beautiful piece of salmon, and it had this huge pile of what they were calling, like, Athenian slob and lemon <laughs> rice, all really, really good. It was good. But um, also, it was a shit ton of food, yep. and Andy and I could have split one plate between the two of us because there was just so much. But we ended up taking a bunch home. But that part was also confusing because there are no servers. And we're also like, okay, well, how do I get a to-go box? And we're, like, looking around. There's you no, just wrap like, it in your napkins, little, stick it in your pocket. I, mean, I should have shoved it in my purse at that point. Like, it was just like, who, who has a box? I need a box. Yeah, yeah, there was no point. See, that's the difference when you um, go to a – a food court, everybody's going off and going to their own individual windows and then coming back. But if you're at a table, that's where it's like you get none of that and you get – I'll, I'll let you guys speak about it. You actually experienced it. I'm just mad at the concept. <laughs> yeah. so, so what you're saying is when you come to Vegas, don't take you there. Got it. Well, if, if the food's good <laughs> enough, I'll, I'll overlook the concept. It'll get docked a couple of points, but if the food's good enough – I'm down for any good quality food, no matter where it is. Yeah. I just don't think this is optimum. Everything was good, and the uh, I didn't get any cocktails because the cocktails were twenty dollars. That's strip prices. That was not worth it. Yeah, and you're and, a um, miles from the strip. You're just about out of Vegas by the look of the location. So pretty far out of there. It's across the street from the new casino. I'm actually more excited for the food hall that's going to be in there, which we've talked about. That'll have the the shang and. The sushi Which place casino and the is that? Durango. Durango, oh, okay. the new station casino. Yeah, look up that food situation. That's some good shit. So if you guys are out here, you should check that out. Don't worry, I'm sure I'm sure Vegas News will bring it up. It'll be a huge deal over there. If you want to hear it through like a rustling microphone and somebody knocking stuff off their desk uh, and find out what's going on at the casino, you can just go check it out over there. And extremely long-winded and it just goes on and on. Have I told you how upset about this Sorry, I won't do a phone tweet where I keep hammering on about the same topic over and over again. But okay. um, how many different places did you order from at this place? Was it just the two places that you ordered from or did you? Three places. Three places? Because we also shared an app, yeah, from the Indian place. What's the quality Maybe, of Indian yeah. food in Vegas these days? Has it has it lifted up? Because you've been around the world. You know what good quality Indian is in the UK. That's a gap. That's yep. a gap where we don't have a ton. There's just not a lot. I'm no. sure it's fine, but there's not a lot. Yeah, we'll have a, to do some Indian while you're here. Yes, please. The uh, the cauliflower was. We had like a cal- like a chili cauliflower app, app from the Indian place. It tasted yeah. fine on the spot, but it was overbreaded. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the um, I had the Filipino food, which was excellent. Um, everything tasted great. Not too oily. And uh, then Kelly had the Greek thing she was talking about, which was good. Mm-hmm. So it yep. was it was all it was it was all good food. The price was okay, maybe a little overpriced, but not horrendous. Except for the, for the cocktails, for the quality, it was okay. Yeah, don't the cocktails are insane. And um, you know, it might be worth a look. Plus, there's a salt and straw in there for ice cream. So, but outside of the food right hall. outside of the sundry, but it, mere steps away, uh, worth checking out. But yes. Um, it's a thing you could do. 
so that that was our food adventure, Tony. I guess I'm going to talk about next week. Um, not to get all calendar heavy on people, but <laughs> next week I will be joining Brian on the This Ain't Iowa podcast, where we'll be you, talking buddy? about our recent, reportedly, according to rumor, uh, where the week has moved around consistently. But according to uh, statements made by various bookers and podcast guests, I'll be appearing on this show. Well, and, um, my my yes, my thought was this isn't so much a guest appearance that this is bringing back an a old radio word that we just don't get enough in our lives these days. I think we're going to call this a simulcast event. Sure, maybe. <laughs> that, that sounds a, fine. Is that a word that you guys used in in radio terms? It's like at the same time a live concert was going on, they used to broadcast it live oh, on the sure. radio. Yeah, that's not crazy to yeah. think about. Yeah, I'm not sure if I ever witnessed that, but um, uh, I, I'll go. Sh- yeah, it'll it'll probably appear on both feeds. So for those of you who listen to both uh, or already, I apologize. Uh, you'll just have. To, I mean, honestly, just download it both times. Yeah, and then that's all I care about. Uh, and listen that's to fine our version. Because and actually, I don't actually I don't care if you download his. Just download mine. Yeah, and listen to it here. And I don't get, I'm not getting any points on this shit. And then uh, uh, if you're new to TAI, I mean, give it a listen. Brian's very funny. Tony's very funny. And he has other people on the show, too, who are whatever. Uh, <laughs> you could also call it a crossover, maybe. Oh, crossover. Like, like uh, The Critic and The Simpsons, which yeah. I watched recently. Or, or like- Law and Order. And Law and Order SVU. That uh, that's a better call. Oh God, we're we're definitely mm-hmm. just SVU. No, we're sorry. We're Law yeah. and Order. They're SVU. They're definitely SVU. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm, I'm a I'm a Law and Order with with the various dead people. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a QAnon guy on Law and Order? There was. Um, I remember hearing about this recently, but I forget which one. Was it Jim Caviezel? Um, no, I don't think he was on ever on Law and Order. <laughs> Jim Caviezel's in that Sound of Freedom movie. Isn't he, he sure is. <laughs> I saw he was in it, and I'm like, you know this is fucked. It's so easy to find out Jim Caviezel in it. Um, Tony, next week, the reason we won't be uh, recording a separate show next week isn't just being lazy. Part of it is being lazy, uh, but not all. Um, it's because I will be, uh, Kelly and I will be returning to Madison for the Great Taste Midwest um, I managed to score tickets via a old friend of ours. Now, and um, this yes. is the event where you have to like fax in your number and and get buzzed your tickets, don't you? Isn't it like a really old fashioned way yeah. of getting tickets? Carrier pigeon, but yes, yeah. you, you used to have to mail it. This year they actually did an online lottery, so Boo. it was not the old school. Boo. And the online lottery ended up working out much worse for me. Um, because I, we had heard that there was bias in the out-of-state mailers, out-of-the-Midwest out of, out of the Midwest mailers, and um, we thought we might have gained benefit from that. But once everything goes online, it all becomes in the wash, and, you know, some people win, some people lose. That said, uh, every homebrew club in the Midwest gets an allotment of tickets. Nice. So I uh, just pinged a buddy of mine who's a president. Uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, if you're out there listening, and he uh, secured me some some nice tickets for this, so thank you. Mr. Thought we'd Whitney. look through. Thank you to Scott <laughs> Whitney uh, for 
um, <laughs> providing me with these tickets and also your years and years of fine entertainment. Um, I thought, so they haven't put out the program yet. We usually would go over the program the week before. It's not out yet. God damn it. These guys are letting me down again. We do have the Great Taste Eve events. So a big part of this is that the night before the event, they put on, you know, half takeovers and stuff all around the country. Very exciting. So I thought we might go through a few of these, and you can tell me, uh, Tony, uh, which one of these we should go to. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's dozens, literally dozens of these. Yep. Um, but I thought I'd pick out a few of these that sound that sound kind of fun. So why don't we start uh, with uh, here? Here's one. This is one I don't think I'm going to do, Tony. At the Tipsy Cow uh, in Sun Prairie, uh, they're tapping a different surly beer every day of the week. Hard pass. All right, we're out on that. Okay. Uh, how about we go to the Great Taste? Ooh, no, 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 no. The Maplewood. <laughs> the Maplewood. Here's great... all these fun events, Tony. Not this one. Not going no, to I'm this skipping. one. Well, there's, there's skip, skip, I'm not, I, can't, I can't read all of them. Most of our show is reading websites. I can't do that yeah. the whole time. <laughs> um, the Maplewood Great Taste Jeez. pre-party. Uh, so Maplewood Great Brewery in Chicago. This one's here's a couple of highlight beers from this barrel aged Cuppa Neat Elijah Craig 18. Uh, it's a uh, barrel aged. This is a barrel aged coffee stout aged in Elijah Craig 18 barrels for 15 Ooh. months. Uh, I'm thinking I might want some of that. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds good. They're also going to have a Czech Dark Lager and their Pulaski Ooh. Pills will be available with this. Yum. And a West Coast IPA. That's looking like something I might be interested in. That sounds pretty good. Um, Tony, let's uh, let's scroll down to another one of these. How about Could this I one? one? Yeah, sure. Bells is partying at, at Maduro. Bells is taking over sixteen taps. I reckon that one's worth it. Just pretty simple. Is it? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing complicated. Nothing like crazy. No bands or anything. Just sixteen taps and a firkin handle. One of my favorite yeah, things is sense. that if it's a firkin handle, I'm hoping that that handle is two-hearted on a firkin. That sounds good. And I, one of my favorite things about this, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. So I can just be there whenever, All yep. which is actually kind of clutch, From and just go stop in for a, for a Bells. Yeah, for a two-hearted. That's a good one, Tony. I like that. I think that's a good idea. How about this one? Microphone, great taste, Eve, tap, takeover. Yep. I was and looking at that. strikes yeah. pinball tourney at Blue Moon Bar. Uh, we're looking at some double barrel imperial smells like bean spirit. What about uh, we're some looking sweet at drams? Sweet drams, double mash imperial stout, aged twenty months in pappy fifteen year barrels. So uh, could definitely get myself into that. Is that the one you sent me that had, was they were doing the release of uh, Brew Me? Maybe no, that's at uh, Barley Pop. Oh right. Speaking of Barley Pop, great bottle shop in Madison. They're doing. Toppling Goliath event with 23 Assassin and 23 Morning Morning Delight. Ooh. That's an interesting one. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna be it's stout heavy out there, gang. You keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> um, and what about uh, the block party oh, with Revolution? Revolution block party is a classic. Did not make it last year. I think we have to do it this year. The, the Rev crew at Essen House, and you know they're gonna have barrel age Rev. So yep. We is that a Friday? Be, I think we will be making it. That that's a Friday. Yep. There. Yep. Um, somehow all of these are Friday, which is insane to think about. Um, 
But this one called Moody Tongue Tap Takeover at Bistro 525. Toppling the Cardinal? Gotta do that. This one sounds this one sounds fun to me, Tony, but um I'm not sure I'm gonna I wanna cough up the dough for it. The pre-taste on the pitch presented by New Glarus Brewing Company. So um you have to pay fifty bucks to do this. Is the reason I'm not sure I want to do it. I thought that was free. No, it doesn't look like it's free. Uh, you have to you go and, but you get you know all the strawberry rhubarb you want, and um, you get some like little treats, and you get some. Um, oh, maybe you get some access to like Adel Pills vintage. Um, oh wait, no, you can get out there and drink. No, okay, I'm wrong. You can get yeah. out there and drink the standards for free. Yeah. And you pay an extra 50 bucks to access the VIP stuff. Okay. Yeah. All like, right. So, I mean, you know, we'll see if we meander over there. Um, but, yeah, I think the Rev, I think the Bells, I think the Microphone, and uh, um, and the Maplewood. Those Out of those four, I, I'm hoping we maybe we can get to two of those. We'll yeah. See. What about Toppling the Cardinal, as I was saying, which is Toppling Goliath? I've got... Uh, where, where is this one? Um, it's between... Oh, this is another Toppling Goliath. Yeah. I don't know. If I think if I'm going to go to a toppling Goliath, I'm going to go to that one with Assassin and True uh, and uh, Morning Delight, and not just Pseudo Sue. As much as I like Pseudo Sue, it's a nice beer. But um, it's nice to have so we'll much see. choice. This is what I like about right. Beer Week. This is why you need to come back to Melbourne in May of 2024. Okay. Um, All right, just every six months okay. I have to go to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> It's events like this for a whole week, and this is the stuff I like versus, say, a a Gabs where it's like just a drinking session um, and it's just a whole bunch of stunt beers, which I know this event won't be just stunt beers, but, like, I love these events where you get to see different venues rather than just one event ground and, yeah. Sure. That's much more my vibe. How about one last event, Tony? The Great Taste Hangover Brunch and Meat Raffle. Uh, on the 13th with who else but Surly. <laughs> oh. Uh, but is a meat raffle a Midwest thing? Because a meat tray in Australia is a big pub thing in Australia. This is, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I it's a Wisconsin it's, and Wisconsin, Minnesota yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not like something we ever did in They just, um, like they, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll um, raffle off. I mean, meat. Yeah, literally. You know, like a, with a big like, spinning wheel. Yeah, yeah essentially. That's what well, ours isn't a spinning wheel. You normally go around with a book of raffle tickets and the raffle ticket, you pull it out. I'm sure they do it winning. that way. I'm sure they do it that way too. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's a huge thing to win a meat tray of a Friday night because they're a fundraiser for a lot of local places. So to win a meat raffle is great. It's, it's normally a mixed thing of like snags, rissoles, um, mm. steaks. Just all the only thing missing up. from this list, Tony, no half acre event right now. So oh. uh, I, I'm on I'm on pins and needles waiting to see what half half acre is going to bring to the party. So we'll find out. But you know it's going to be a great tap list at the event. You know they'll be doing the time tappings. It's going to be great, and we'll be back to report on it, or uh, at least one of us will be back to report on it. Whichever one of us survives, will be back to report <laughs> on it. It's going to be Kelly. Kelly's going to be my new co-host. All right. The week after next. Um, I'm down. So, uh, Tony, uh, that's what I got for the hoi, the the hoi polloi of various beer interest for the for the week. Why don't we jump into a little bit of the Discord stuff? 
Let's do that. I didn't realise we were going there. I was on a different page. I apologise. I won't lift my game next week, so don't expect me to do, to do better. I mean, Brian doesn't even do sounds, so you, you're going to nope. save yourself that trouble. Well, if um, we're doing I'll a game on that show, um, I'm going to do sounds for I that. Don't spoil it, Tony. It's going to be a real. It's going to be a real barber. I said if. I said if. So I posted something. So I want to talk about this. So in the general, I posted something on the thirtieth. I, I would love to get your thoughts on this thing, Tony. And Kel, I, I would love your thoughts on this. Oh, I have big thoughts. I've been saving these thoughts. On, on July thirtieth, I posted this without comment. It is a Kickstarter. Um. Kickstarter project for something called the Pinter, and it has uh, it offers you twelve pints of fresh beer brewed at home by you. Uh, so you get a little like barrel looking plastic whiz bang here, and uh, it will make twelve pints in the one machine uh, in seven to ten days. Fermentation, fermentation conditioning. And tapping in this all-in-one machine, no storage or transport before you enjoy. So we got some video of this guy purifying it with a little, like, sanitizer bottle. He's uh, dumping some goop into it and shaking it up. He's conditioning it on his in his fridge, and then he's drinking it. Um, so, Tony, this thing costs... Uh, what what are the hit me up with the levels here? You're looking at a about two hundred and twenty dollars to back this thing at, at the lowest level. Yep. Um, which is Australian three hundred and thirty three. So why don't you give me your thoughts on this doodad? What do you what do you got for me? Do you think this is awesome, uh, or is this a scam or scamola? It's probably neither of those things. It's just a piece of reinvented crap um, that the scale makes no sense. I understand people want beer at home made by themselves, but it is too small for you to actually be doing anything. What this is, is the Keurig um, or Nespresso version of homebrew beer. And unlike... Nespresso or Keurig, where it's just simply pulling a handle, this actually involves you doing a number of steps. And much like the Nespresso and Keurig products, you're getting an inferior product. I think homebrew done right can be done to the standard of any brewery anywhere in the world. And I mean, even the the massive breweries that do, like Side Project, those guys probably started off homebrewing and it was probably as good as what it is now. You can do home brewing to an amazing standard. This device won't allow you to do it. And what they've done is they've overcomplicated certain steps. If you look at their diagram for the tapping mechanism, Jesus Christ, it's over-engineered. What you've got there is essentially a sealed version of the More Beer Kit, um, which has been available in the US for numerous years. This is not a product that um, leads to a great innovation or a great finished product. Um, just if you want keg beer at home, just go out and buy those mini barrels of, of like German beer that you stick in your fridge. Not revolutionary. Sure. And yeah, you've got to drink them quick because the air gets to them. But hey, they're fucking delicious at least when you start. Well, I, I, um, I, I got to tell you... I, I don't like that brewing is just pouring it in and shaking it. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's all we do over at Mathco. Um, I've, I've never given Jimmy any technical feedback on his pH or his or his mashing methods or his water makeup or... Well, I guess... Sparky. I guess one of the key elements I've always thought about with brewing is heat. Yes. Uh, these things often have to, you, you often get these things like hot and stuff and boil them. A boil is actually a famous word in brewing. It, well, you do it things is, there are during the styles. boil or do some boiling. Maybe we're doing some of those non-boil beers. They are a thing. They are raw. Doing product. some advanced, this is some advanced shit, Tony. We're yeah. making raw raw. Berliner Weiss or whatever. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of when you said <laughs> no boil. Yeah, these devices have been around in Australia for some time. Um, there tends to be a uh, a cycle every three to five years in brewing where people come into the industry and they think we can revolutionise it by making it simple. And the process itself is not complex, but there is no technology that can make it any simpler than what it is without sacrificing the very essence of what brewing actually is, which is boiling, which is um, time, tasting, and automation like this doesn't work. There is automation with some of the other, like Pico brew machines. Those are $1,000 plus. And yes, those are true technical innovations. This is just repackaging a plastic keg putting a fancy tack up, tap on it and calling it a revolution. I mean, I'm dying at some of this stuff here. Like the um, the the design features or whatever. I love this stuff with Kickstarters. It's so good. Yep. Did Textured you see the diagram of the body. tap? I like haptic haptic texturing of carbonation dial. Oh, bro, oh, you dang. etched in the <laughs> carbonation <laughs> dial? Fuck yeah. That's awesome. And there are um, notches. Wow, haptic feedback. <laughs> this has notches. Guy standing up in like the uh, the sale the the, the board meeting. Uh, I kind of want to add some notches, and I'm looking at their budget like, ooh, I don't know. You think we're gonna be able to swing notches, Bob? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Wouldn't it be got, great uh, if like people paid all their money? And then the downfall was like, we'd really like to take this product to market, but we're just going to take your cash. We couldn't end up doing it. Our, our budget didn't stack up because it was it was too too costly to put the notches in. So therefore, we're scrapping the whole product. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck it. Um, the tap the tapper thing is very funny. It it has um, the intuitive tapping system GIF where the graph line goes up. And you can't actually see what it is. The graph line just goes up, and uh, it this like I can. It looks like a I, like you're removing a uh, bomb pop, not a bomb pop, a push pop oh. out of the fucking um, thing when you you know eat a push pop. You know what a push pop is, Tony? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It looks like that. Uh, this thing sucks. Let's see what our uh, if our listeners said anything about this. Uh, Nick Torque says. Australian 333 for a homebrewing kit, I'll pass. I could buy a lot of genuinely good beer instead for that amount. The only reason to homebrew is to save money. Nobody believes they're really making a superior product, so if you're going to do it, just do it prison hooch style that in the I, turlet, I guess. That I disagree that because um, when I was homebrewing, um, there, there was nothing available to me where I could get quality. I didn't even have a Dan Murphy's within um, 75 kilometres of me. So, Nick, in that case, I was brewing a higher standard of beer because, trust me, my stuff is better than 
Great Northern. Um, mm. <laughs> Great Northern's ass. Uh, but he's right. But it, right, if you're going to cost you more. In this style, where it will cost you more, you are better just going prison hooch style because this is essentially a pre-packaged Cooper's can and probably not as good as Cooper's extract. Um, I'm with Nick there that anybody getting this isn't actually making a superior product to uh, anything available on the Australian market other than maybe like that mash tun liquor that you get at like a supermarket. Nick's familiar with what I'm talking about. Um, pretty terrible beer. We had Corey jump in. Well, we had Max jump in. Who's ready for a beer revolution? If it brings a resurgence of Tony's favorite, <laughs> the Cascadian IPA. We know you love those, Tony. And Corey, our business, our resident businessman, Corey. Uh, he uh, feels like we've seen a lot of, uh, sorry, a variety of these devices on Kickstarter over the years. Price is definitely down from the first Pico brew. The economy of scale of brewing will never make sense. At this level, and it barely makes sense for five-gallon brewers. So, yeah, not shocking. So, I, th- I think the Pico is actually because they had a five-gallon version. I think that makes sense. I think he's absolutely right. It, I'm a believer that home brewing only makes sense if you're doing five gallons or above batch size, uh, which is a corny keg. Um, it really yeah. is so much work cleaning, and that's that's why I keg because I don't believe that the bottle cleaning and bottle capping is worth it. On a um, on an economy of scale um, way of doing things because you've got so much work for for <laughs> such little product and there's so much that can go wrong with oxygen and the like. So yeah, as you can tell, big fan of this product. All right, Tony loves it. He can't wait to get his hands on it. He's yep. already and uh, he's already put into the Kickstarter with show funds. I noticed looking at the bank account and it looks like we're about exactly 333 day dollars australian lighter not sure why it shows up australian to me but it does um i'm also seeing a tub of tub of ointment tony well, here in the bills in the well, bills it was a bill fungal cream rather than an ointment let's be <laughs> oh, <clear. no. laughs> Uh, Sorry, get away from that. One thing I want to say about your trip, um, we're going to have to get some Australian dollary dues into your hands because we're a pretty cashless society these days. I'm a big fan of that. But um, we'll have to get some sweet Australian coloured money into your hands because uh, we were the ones that invented that coloured money, not the Canadians. We've got some sweet tech in it, some clear strips. So you'll have to get a feel of some Australian cash. Take me to some cash-only bar or something, and we can. Do they exist? There's a lot of card-only places now, rather than cash-only places. The cash-only places. That sounds like Denmark. That's how it is in Denmark. The first time I ever saw anyone use cash was at the airport Mm -hmm. uh, when we were leaving, and the fucking bartender is just sitting there like, "Fuck." I've got to make change. My grandparents told me about this. (laughs) (laughs) These days were coming. I knew it. I mean, I live in Vegas, so everything is cash all the time. Yeah, so you can. You, I mean, if you want to gamble, at least. So yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the one thing. Anyone will take card pretty much, except the game. I mean, the casinos will too. I wouldn't recommend you use it. No, but, no. Uh, you can do it. Um, all right, we got Nick Torque. Not a not a tremendous, insane amount of beer news this week or beer chat, but no. Uh, keep posting there if you guys uh, like to show us your beers, and I we like to look at them. Uh, just uh, hit up the little video game controller link at the bottom of our page at beerengine.com. Uh, sorry, beerengineshow.com. And, uh, or just drop us an email 
uh, beerengineshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at beerenginepod. You can come join our Discord. It's fun. Do it. It is. Timothy Taylor's Landlord Pale Ale has won more awards than any other mainstream UK beer. It was on tap at both my local pubs when I lived in the UK. And uh, it looks like he was having one of his more than 3,000 pints of it that he's had over the years. And he found some in Australia. Looks like a nice, clear-looking beer. And he's got some he's got some cut-up bell peppers down there, methinks. And he's got something on the stove, on the nice induction stove in his lovely kitchen there. Nick, looks, looks nice in there. I like now, the backsplash, too. Now, who knew that he was going to take that career choice after home improvement? Chef? No, Timothy Taylor. Wasn't he in Home Improvement? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the tool man. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does Nick do? JGT, that's who I was thinking of. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor, the tool man, you're right. That does make me think of Richard Karn. Richard Karn, the guy who played Al. Uh, recently, there was some pair of tweets that might have been the funniest pair of tweets ever, and I can't tell if he did it on purpose or not, but it was like, thinking about releasing, releasing an NFT, and it's like, then it has like a picture of like Richard Karn doing a thumbs up, and then he got some backlash, I guess, oh and he's like, gosh. looks like I'm not going to do an NFT after all. <laughs> and we're like, what is this? <laughs> you Richard Karn? I don't, I don't know anything about Richard Karn other than the fact that he, he was the actor in that show. There you go. Don't even know whether uh, he's controversial. I don't think he is, to be honest. This is from Nick as well. He was drinking some whiskey spice BA stout at Mr. Banks. I haven't uh, been to Mr. Banks's tap room. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I like their beers. Their chocolate cake uh, stout was pretty good. Some of their other beers have been very average, though. I wouldn't go for their pills. That was pretty average last time I had it. Um, and then I posted this on Instagram just yesterday or two days ago, if you are the listener. Uh, and this is, um, well, first of all, let me remind myself what it was that I posted and it doesn't exist anymore. So who knows what I posted? The, uh, Gosh. the link is, the, the link, the link may be broken. Um, it is. So I posted something, it doesn't exist anymore and who cares what it was or is, let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> do you remember what you posted? I don't know. I don't remember anything that happened more than like it, it, if it didn't happen like 28 years ago, or it's not somebody's phone number, uh, or it, or um, if it happened like an hour ago. There's, I'm lost. There's no way. Well, speaking about that, we we spoke about some of the leaks coming out about Goose Island. Do you know if they're doing the NFT thing this year with with the Bourbon County Stout release? Remember last oh year they God. did that NFT debacle. That was- so good. Um, yes, I do remember that. I have not heard anything about it since. And um, I'll tell you what, station casinos can't get off fucking NFTs. So um, I, oh, I have so many feelings about <laughs> and thoughts about the station casinos NFTs. They're your charms. Every time we drive past a billboard, I, I always have to very horribly say, "Me charms." Me charms. <laughs> Like you get one when you put your card in and you start gambling, and then as you continue gambling, they level you up. But then they opened up a marketplace, and they're like, "You can buy and sell and trade your charms," and nobody knows why. <laughs> There's no listed 
benefits that you get. There's it's no reason. Just I have a level thirteen four leaf <coughs> clover, mm-hmm. and I really want to get that level thirty two horseshoe. No. Nope. Who cares? There's nothing to it. I think it's There's just some old nothing. Out some of old it. people are like, "What NFT? We need one." I That's think what happened at the station casinos. when I win Powerball this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy Untapped, um, and we're going to make the badges NFTs, and you can mm. then buy and trade your badges. And I have so many badges. I know I get badges every single time I check something in. Um, but yeah, that, that's essentially what an NFT. Well, we know what an NFT is. It's a link to a receipt to a mythical product that doesn't exist, all in the furtherance of a pyramid scam. Basically. That's what it sounds like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony, I'm going to move over into the in, in the kitchen um, bit here. So this okay. is the uh, – does anything work on this website? What is going on? It's Discord I links have- are the problem, I think. I don't tend okay, to click on them. Round um, one, Australia's Australia's shittiest regional food. So they're on a mission to find Australia's shittiest regional food uh, on on this blog called Shit Towns of Australia. <laughs> and uh, it's a substack. I'm not going to go through all of these, but there are some just like so. I'll give you some of my favorite matchups of the things that look the strangest. The pie floater versus the scallop pie here. Oh, pie floaters um, we, are we terrible. Got a, we got a pie floating in what looks like what pea soup. Pie floater. Yeah. Yep, that's essentially yeah. what it is. On the website. It's no. a New South Great. Wales or um, it's actually a South Australian thing. It's it's terrible. Um, the scallop pie is okay. done right. Have the potential to be good, but. Uh, yeah, you just have to, Kelly, you go to in, the In the Kitchen channel and it's got the, uh, Nick Torque posted a link to get your votes in for Australia's shittiest regional food. Can't wait. Some of link. these things are actually fucking good. So Yeah, some of these are good. Round scallop one. pie looks bad. Yeah, okay, so scallop pie looks bad. No, We're going to move on past the Chico yeah. Roll and the Dagwood Dog. They're we, both I think great. those are probably fine. You're yeah, both going to have those. And, the okay, the Dagwood Dog is just a fucking corn dog. But it's our corn yeah. dog, and the Chico roll Basically. is great. So they can jam that up your ass. Um, Dim Sims are fucking amazing. We'll take you to the South Melbourne sure. market, the place that invented the Dim Sim. Fucking delicious. It's like a Dim Sum, but just with black pepper and white people ingredients. It's excellent. The Halal Snack Pack is Absolutely bonkers. Love it. There are great versions everywhere. There are shitty versions everywhere. Even a shitty version is good. Um, chicken palm. Chicken palm amazing. Jam the Florentine up your ass. It's just a tough cut of meat. Um, cheese slaw I've never heard of. Yeah. The Port Piri cheeseburger. Nope. The Anzac Biggie. Absolutely amazing. Um, That's good. The other thing is just bologna um, with a smiley <laughs> face in it. Um, this is baloney. Never snot heard of a frog cake. <laughs> and a snot block is absolutely bonkers. We'll take you to like Loon and get a snot block from Loon. Because um, it's. Um... Snot <laughs> fairy bread. I think fairy bread got the easiest matchup because it's up against meth. Or the toughest <laughs> roundup. They're a good There's pairing nothing... together. There's nothing Aussies love ingesting more than a bit of ice. Why have plain old Barbie when you can have the glass variety? 
Uh, taste doesn't matter when you're higher than Ben Cousins on his birthday. I don't know what any of this means. Ben Cousins and the only is downsides- an ex-Australian rule footballer yep. that had a meth problem slash still has sure. a meth problem. I mean, meth is a fam- favorite food of the desert also, so I think uh, we've all got, uh, we've yeah. all got our meth problem. The I don't think it's uniquely Australian other than yeah, the name ice. Else, really. no. All right, so that's good. You can vote in that. I need the fairy bread. Although I'm, I'm like, take me to jail because it says anyone eating fairy bread after puberty should be arrested immediately. Well, I, I, I would bread. be serving a lot of time. I'm just going <laughs> to look up Australia's best snot block. Snot block. Mm, In the meantime, I'll tell you that Corey, thank you for Corey to posting this helpful piece of uh, public service that Trader Joe's has issued its third product recall in the week. Uh, saying it's fully cooked falafel may contain rocks. <laughs> so go That's out there not surprising. Eating a delicious falafel rock. Insoluble uh, just, fiber. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I mean, it's definitely insoluble, like, that's for sure. I'm not, don't certain birds eat rocks? Birds do sometimes eat rocks. Yeah, they have a they have an interesting structure. They're, they're eating all kinds of weird they're, stuff, and they're eating a lot of carry-on and junk, too, mm. which usually some help in moving through the old system there. The way you said uh, that, because that's the way QAnon people think. It's like, don't birds eat rocks? Perhaps we should eat rocks. Doesn't disinfectant work to kill bugs? Shouldn't we eat disinfectant? Didn't cavemen, cavemen were, seem to be having an awesome time in their lives. Yeah. Maybe we should eat more like them. It seemed like they had it pretty good out there. Yeah, just eating yeah. all the liver all the time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and like fighting in fucking the Crusades and stuff. That was awesome. And no the vaccines. Middle Ages, the Middle Ages yeah. diet, I think, was bomb as shit. Um, all right, Tony. That's all the Discord I got for this okay. week. Why don't we move? Why don't we move on to the loggers of the week? Griff's logger of the week. Griff's logger of the week. And I'm going to do the most Griffiths thing there is out there. I'm going to repeat my lager of the week, but for different reasons. Last week I had the rat and hound because I had palate fatigue at Blobfish. This week it's going to be rat and hound again, but this week it's because I could get a four pack for 17 bucks at my local IGA. It's a very middle of the road Australian Pilsner, but at 17 bucks a four pack, absolutely I'm down for that shit. Now, I'll pass the mic over to you and Kelly um, to see you actually um, let me know of a great pills that you're drinking. Kelly, go for it. Um, hold on. I'm looking something up really quick. All right, I'll go for it. I'm, I'm cheating. I might be cheating by a few days. Mine is the Frau Gruber pills, which came out um, just at, the other day. At, over at Silver Stamp, we've had the Frau Gruber Hellas. We had the Frau Gruber Dry Hop Hellas, and now we get the traditional pills. It's fire. Um Went with that straight down the middle, delicious, hoppy little, um, uh, not that hoppy, I guess, crisp little German pills, we'll say. Sounds no? delightful. Was that not, not, do, you, do you mean a vamp a little uh, bit here? No, 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 you can't. So some, other, I... some other loggers I enjoyed <laughs> were maybe, uh, uh, I, I had some, I actually, you know, I had a little seven ounce Reisdorf Kolsch. I had some pier beer. Uh, from, I'm, uh, I'm just going to pull you up because we've got a stretch, of course. Uh, the Reinsdorf Kolsch, not a lager, remember. I know, I know. But we've, been, we've, we've permitted Kolsch in the lager of the week in the past. We have, so. but should we? 
isn't it just a slippery no, slope? Not. The next thing you know, we'll be allowing uh, favorite lager, steam ale, yes. in, and then <laughs> then we'll have imperial stouts in there. Cold IPA mm. from whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. you ready? Yeah, I am ready. And I had to just look something up really quickly so I can remember. Um, you wouldn't have known. We stretched it. perfectly. The, the people oh, wouldn't have it, known. I know. It was great. No, the the shift beer from Hopewell. So I'm stretching back just ever so slightly back into um, when we were in Chicago before going to Lake Weekend and drinking countless seltzers. Um, but, yeah, so we went to a bar that we love in Chicago called Lone Wolf. And they, we happened to be there on the, the night they were doing the release of this beer called Shift Beer. Um, it was a, it's a 4%. They're calling it industry lager. Um, intended to be had at the end of your shift. And there's a, the can art's real cute. And there's a diagram of how to put these stools back up on top of the bar <laughs> at the end of your shift. That is cool. So that was a fun one. A fun one, a little crispy one. And too bad we had eaten dinner beforehand because they were like, oh, well, if you order a shift beer, you get free pizza. Oh. Like, Damn it. I want free pizza, but I'm also yep. very full. <laughs> It was great. It was a delicious beer. Uh, and I was totally here normal the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I witnessed that. You, you didn't go anywhere. You heard everything that I was <laughs> saying while, you're, you, while you were seated. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was excellent. Shift beer was great there. One, one side of the art was like a, was a tab, it was like a bar tab receipt, which was really cool. Oh, yeah, and that was cute too. Did it have a portion um, to add your own tip? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it brought up a screen. Tony, With an iPad. Uh, right, iPad yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, boy. Did say don't forget to tip your bartender, so. You one okay your shift and one real good beer were yeah. the items on the ticket. I'm not even sure that, I mean, that beer was delicious, but I also drank a zombie dust in that visit, which was killer. Uh, that's not even part of Loggers of the Week, Tony. That was just a bonus. We can move to Beer of the Week now. Done. I won't put it through that. I've got to do it. Right. It wasn't the greatest thing I had this week. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, but the Mafco Stout did go on tap um, and they were doing an intro special and they're actually priced differently to the rest of their beers. Thank God. It's not just $9 a schooner, which is ridiculous for the cost of beer. Um, the beers at Mafco Uh too cheap. I've told them that. Um, but uh, so it was $12 for a big ass schooner, but they actually presented it in a, in a round mug. Um, delicious stout when it's got enough gas, because I really had to gas that sucker up to get a nice carbonic bite to cut through the sweetness. But uh, yeah, pretty delicious, especially when I, I know the bartender and he was giving me a couple for free. So free beer is always worth a beer of the week mention. Always. Kelly, you got any? Um, I do. And I just had to look on my phone on this app that I keep track of some of the beers that I drink. Sometimes, not always, might as well be the notes app on my phone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I thought it was going to be the first thing that came to mind was that life jacket from Rev, which was really, really good. But then as I was looking back, there was another special treat that you had brought back. Um, the the I and this is 
so random, but maybe it's like mildly nostalgic for me too, but um, that IPA from Triptych, the Neo Revolution. That was awesome. Quite yeah. tasty. And I still have one of those left. Good news. Oh, thank goodness. Um, yeah, excellent beer from Triptych. Triptych is a brewery that I'm not sure I mentioned on here before. That's from Champaign, down by where Kelly and I went to school. Yep. And um, our brew shop owner, our, the old guy at Iron and Glass, our friend Eric, uh, couldn't stop going on about, about them. And I think I was drinking the Italian pills from them last week when we were talking, Tony, the uh, Araclea, which was super good. Yeah, so they're really... Um, they're really on the right. They're really on the right, hitting the right notes, and they always have been. And they make kind of unapologetic beer along with their hazy and IPAs. Mm-hmm. They're making English dark mild and have been in Champagne yes. for years. Like, so I give them I a, love you a so lot much. of credit for, for doing that. Um, <laughs> you know about my love for English dark mild and how yep. underappreciated that style is. Um, That's why we're friends, Tony. One of the many. I can, is I can throw that birth cake, birthday cake vodka. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And cherries. Yeah. Ooh, I'll yeah. throw mine in here. Uh, I'm going to go with VSO Gravedigger. I'm going to be on a rev kick for the next few weeks. So, uh, VSO Gravedigger, the Scotch Ale. That one the other night. Just an absolute, absolute banger. A plus uh, to that. We love it. Yep. Is that it? Did we get them all? Everybody covered, Tony? I think so. All right. Let's Sorry, move I've just on. got an ambulance screaming past. Let's there move on and talk a little bit about the real event of the last couple of weeks, the Seltzer Bracket, uh, which did go on in the last, uh, uh, when was that? That would have been two weeks ago now, Kel? Like a week and a half, I guess. A week and a half ago. So while it's still fresh in the mind, I wanted to bring you back to talk about some of the highlights. Uh, we don't have to start with the winner. Let's let's sort of wrap up with the winner. But I, wanna, I want you to pick out uh, maybe a few of the high points uh, that you'd want to cover from, from some of the best and worst of the event. Totally. Um, okay, so this is our third year doing the Seltzer Bracket, but this is the first year we actually did a completely blind random draw to set up the bracket. In the past, we've gone through and individually sorted all of the different play-in rounds, the first round of, of 32. This year, we decided we were going to do a random draw, and I did learn that you can fit... 39 slim seltzer cans into the bottom of a Yeti hall cooler. So in we one had layer. a play in? Does this mean we had a play in? We, we had eight play ins. Eight play ins. We had eight play in rounds because there was a bit of a miscommunication in terms of the uh, which seltzers we had bought. I thought that we had only purchased one pack of the seltzer, um, the Sonic seltzers. We had purchased two different flavor varieties, so there was yep. even more than we had planned. So we you should went. have seen the state Kelly left the room in when they told her this. She was <laughs> ripping, she was smashing tables, <laughs> ripping blankets up for the goddamn place. Up. It was oh, insane. Uh, no, it, it was it was it was fine. It was just it it made us do some some complicated math. To refigure out how many plugins we needed to do. You guys should just make them call them all play-ins before the final four, and say you have eighteen play-in <laughs> rounds before the before final four. Well, that's not very fun. <laughs> um, that kind of it's the same. I don't know what the difference no. is. <laughs> Treating this like a real bracket. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, yeah, so we had a fully random draw, which because it's random led to some interesting and kind of tough matchups right out of the gate. 
There was a Bud Light versus a Bud Light Ooh. in one of the plugins. It was Blue Raspberry, which is my favorite, which was terrifying to have that drawn, and against Twisted Berry, which they actually came out of this. They come out of the same tie dye uh, retro pack. Oh my god! Yep. Don't worry. Spoiler: alert. Blue Rast did move on. Um, <laughs> and then there was also a lemonade and a lemonade against each other. It was the Truly Lemonade and then the Sonic Lemonade that went up against each other. Um, so in having 40 flavors, we had to go through all of them. Um, during, and we got off to kind of a rough start because it was like, we, everyone's like, oh my God, Blue Raspberry. Like, I was like, you have to vote. Like, don't vote on it for me. Like, vote what you really want to vote for, but vote for what you want. And this is what we've always said every year. Vote for what you want to drink a whole can of. Because a few sips out of a small taster cup is one thing. But if you're going to sit there and drink the whole can, yep. that might be a, that might change your perspective a little bit. Especially sure. when you're drinking something like the Bud Light Sangria Rosé. which mm. And the first sip, I'm like, interesting. Two, three sips in, you're like, I'm drinking potpourri. Ooh. This is not good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. That one, I was like, no, I don't like this. This is not so for me. Out. So we're, we're the official Beer Engine podcast line on Bud Light Sangria is shoot him, shoot him into the sun. The rosé one was the worst. The the <laughs> white one, the white, which I think it was like white peach, that one was okay. Mm-hmm. The the red was forgettable. All right, I'm sticking with the line in this case. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. If I have to out. buy it, that means I get... Nine of ones that are bad and three are good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be running out and buying these again just to drink at sure. my leisure. So um, these packs, do they come in like singles or four packs or are they always a mixed pack? So usually they come in a, a pack of 12. So the, there might be four flavors and there's um, three cans of each. Yep. And so the only one that had one single flavor was the Sunny D pack and there was, it was a four pack of just the single Sunny D flavor. Yep. Good on Sunny D for doing that. And that's probably the most drinkable out of all of them when we talk about like. That one was really good. I really enjoyed Sunny D and I think a lot of the girls were pleasantly surprised by it. Um, but, and that one actually was in a playing round. And so that we were like, great. Well, we, are, we have a good philosophy though. Like if a good flavor goes out, in a play-in early on, that just means we get to drink all the, the loser cans. We have two coolers. There's the there's the bracket ones that you cannot touch, and then there's the loser cooler, and you can yep. drink whatever you want. Loser cooler. Loser, loser cans is when if Brian ever gets that stack of Playboys chopped off to his office. That's an inside. That's an inside. Okay. That's an inside joke. <laughs> that is really nice. Anyway. Loser cans. All right, moving yes, on. Moving on. Um, I think. Ones that I was pleasantly surprised by were some of the Corona flavors. I was excited about the Blackberry Citrus and the Blueberry Acai. Those were actually good. Um, the Spindrift ones, which you had predicted, Griff, the being as big winners because they were rating well and untapped. Some of the flavors were good, and some of the flavors were not good. Do you think that's like, because of their marketing? Because, like, that. There's three different ways to spell Spindrift. Um, and so they're focusing too much on their, their marketing <laughs> and the spelling of their name rather than 
actually the flavor of <laughs> all the their flavors? flavors? Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> I think that's a good theory. I would buy into this. Um, look at this one. So you said the blood orange tangerine is one of the least is the least flavorful. Really? It tasted like water. There was no flavor. And uh, I was not happy because blood yeah. orange tangerine sounds like it's gonna be good. Like tangerine's got a punchy little flavor. Nothing. Tends to be agreed on by the untapped public. I think they have the lowest. That is the lowest rating of the... uh, I want to know what the highest rated flavor um, is. What are they? Lime, blood raspberry, or blood orange. um, Lime was my favorite. That was actually the one seltzer I got very excited about during the bracket. We tried it, and I was like, this is amazing. This, I mean, they it's all real fruit juice that's in there. It's not artificial flavors. But it was lemon, like you had squeezed pog. several limes in there. I wanted like this. You could make a margarita out of this, and it would be great. Which now we get into a dangerous territory of making margarita out of seltzer. But have you? Um, that one was really good. The lemon was also good. Pog was middle of the road. Um, but then I think like some of there's there was two things. There were two seltzers that got that I made sure we made note of because they got unanimous votes throughout the bracket. And there was only two out of all of the 40 flavors and it was Spindrift Lime and the Topo Chico Pineapple Margarita. Those were the two that everyone raised their hand for. Now, I haven't had the margarita version, but I have had the normal Topo Pineapple and it's still bloody good. It's always it's good. just amazingly... The perfect balance of like enough acidity, um, enough bubbles, real tasty. Big fan of that beer, not beer, salsa, margarita, cocktail in a can. We're almost getting into that territory. Not quite though, because cocktails that are in a can, those are a little bit over the edge of like, those are dangerous to put in the bracket. It would be so we're going to have to do a mini tournament of the flavors that are available of the Bilsons. So, now, hold on. I want to throw this out here. Okay. So, okay. Bud Light Cherry Limeade gets to the final four, right? So we had our final four. Uh, you probably did ascension it. No, I didn't okay. even say it yet. Bud Light Cherry Limeade. But you said the two finalists already. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> let's not. So we had, so we'll just skip that. Okay. We had Bud Light Cherry Limeade and we had Sonic Cherry Limeade. Sonic Cherry Limeade uh, had a tough run of it. Are these Sonic things all just, are they just nasty? They, just they, they, they were underwhelming. The I remember the ocean water one, which is like coconut and sure. something else. I feel like when they make, isn't that like the blue Powerade or something? Yeah, that's that, what that would be. Is that one, like that. <laughs> I told when we tried it, I was like, this tastes like you're walking through the flamingo because it tastes <laughs> like suntan lotion. <laughs> So the Sonic Cherry Limeade was bad enough that it lost to the Rosé Sangria, which we've which we've been told tastes like potpourri. Okay, but you have to remember there are it's not just my vote. There's five people voting on this. Okay, so we got potpourri eaters in the house. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, that was my opinion. I thought it tasted like potpourri. Okay. Other people were like, I really like this. All right. Okay, moving on. Continue. That's my cherry limeade question. Just What's a curiosity rant. No, I, it's it's a dumb question. Um, but so the final four. Now I will tell you what the final four is. All right. Um, was Spindrift Lime, 
We're having a real rough time over here. <laughs> Crashing into stuff. It's almost like you live with a toddler there, Kelly. <laughs> Smashing uh, shit. Just something you know what? My, the mic remains untouched. This is true. <laughs> Thankfully. Oh, we're keeping all the beverages on the opposite side of the table. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that's a different story. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay, so final four. Spindrift Lime. Bud Light Cherry Limeade, the Topo Chico Pineapple Margarita, and Truly Pineapple Lemonade. And the championship round was head-to-head matchup of the undisputed King of Fruits. Both the pineapple flavors (laughs) went into the final. It was Topo Chico Pineapple Margarita was the runner-up, and Truly Pineapple Lemonade was the winner. Wow. I disagree with the result. I I also disagree. That was not my choice. That was not the one I voted for. Okay. If you were going to Warren Beatty this shit, who would you have chosen? Out of those two? No, out of all of them because he just picked a random name, the one movie he could remember off the top of his head when he'd forgotten his glasses. Well, I mean, (laughs) you know what I would pick as the winner of all of them. It's Blue Raspberry. Yep. They're all, it's all blue raspberry. It's all blue raspberry all the time. Like, that is the number one flavor. <laughs> Which lost in the second round was, to the pineapple lemonade. Right. It, well, yeah. So it, that was, it was interesting. Like, Sunny D went out and that lost to the Topo pineapple margarita Tough in the round up. of 16. And then it was hard. And then Blue Raz died its untimely death. That to was, the it, it was great. Honestly, I think one of, so. Sad. One of the girls. You sounded like Trump then when you said how, sad. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Rude. How truly pineapple lemonade was her favorite one, and she's like, "It's gonna win," and got an F, and she got into everybody's heads. <laughs> And that's how it won. Is she and a mega person? Is- I could imagine her being a mega person. <laughs> yep. I the knew pineapple it. killed in this thing. Even the Sonic orange pineapple made it pretty far. This is like a pine- pineapple undisputed king of fruit mm-hmm. lives on. I mean, if you want to predict anything, pineapple. just go pineapple with this crew. Um, yeah. We had the, how many pineapples were in the final eight? We had mm-hmm. uh, one, well, pineapple orange guava. That's a pineapple. One, mm-hmm. two... Three, uh, four. Yeah, okay, so we had four out of eight and two out of four. Okay, so we, we kept the normal ratio. I guess that makes sense, but still. Um, what I was going to say is the Bud Light Cherry Limeade makes it to the final four. Sonic Cherry Limeade takes a dive. You know, whenever I'm thinking about getting a Cherry Limeade, I'm thinking about, you know, Sonic. Now, I don't think yep, about it often. Get, but get some tater tots. A bit surprising to me looking at it on the surface. Um and then I was, you know, Sunny D won a couple rounds, but got pineappled. Yep. Uh, all kinds of good ones get pineappled. We got, um, uh, uh, who else? Spindrift Lime meets the end from a, from a pineapple. It's just, it's tough when you go up with these pineapple flavors. Yeah, pineapple this, on this, If you're on this boat and it's warm out, you don't want to be facing <laughs> down any pineapple-related uh, murder because uh, you might you might have a shot at it. Well, also, I'm noticing, Kel, that you and your friends must disagree a lot because the same, every sangria except white won at least one round. So one two. There were there were many times where the vote would would be three two. Many times. It's the olds, isn't it? <laughs> it's the olds. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe sometimes. Fucking boomers. All right, so true, true, <laughs> truly pineapple lemonade, huh? We got. Yeah. Um, that's a big dub for the Boston Beer Company makers of Truly. Uh, and Moonshot. Is that Molson Coors, I think, now? I, um, I, I think it is. And, uh, you know, next year, what do you, you know, let's look at the horizon for next year for this. I know it's tough to look out already, but you got to Tom, Tom Lenardi this a little bit. What's the bracketology situation for 2024? <laughs> are, we, are we looking at, are we looking at new, are we looking at a new, you know, this was a very macro heavy Yep. Set. Are we ever looking at adding in any of the Florida Seltzers? Your we have um, said yes that those okay. the Florida Seltzers have to come in next year. Yeah. There was a lot DeSantis of discussion needs about to be represented again with this mega crowd. At the I think they're made in Wisconsin. They're made in Wisconsin, so I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> and I, I just I do have to clarify that none of this crowd is mega. It just needs yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, think taste, to I think they could be closet mega people just based on their taste buds. <laughs> this is very. Karen action, not yours. But there's a lot of Karen action. Yeah, remember until it is Illinois. If you even were to run into a Republican, it would be like the '84 uh, Reagan Republican type. Yep. Um, so we have uh, uh, and and who, who are you going to bring back Blue Raz every year until it until it wins? Is my other question. If I have any sort of okay. say, in, which in he does, yes. <laughs> yes, you Blue Raz will absolutely do some be level of back. say. I think most of the say, in fact. So okay. okay, so we're going to do a mini bracket when you're in Australia at Bilson's Flavors, okay. the vodka, they're not I'm, salsa. But the problem you're going to run into: no pineapple flavor. Oh, no. Oh, but you do have uh, sarsaparilla, banoffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to pick one mm-hmm. out of every every row of their website: Turkish Delight. Portello, okay. uh, retro we fizz. This. We did this last week. Yep. Last time we had Kelly on. We Absolutely. We can, we can but do it again. this is all getting to a point. You've cut me off, Griff, because this was getting to a point. I was working my <laughs> up to the final Rude. line because I tried the sour cherry oh. Bilsons. It yeah. is my blue raspberry of the Bilsons oh. range. It is so good. God. Normally, cola mm-hmm. mixes in everything, and maybe it's different with Bud Light. I haven't tried it. Cola flavors are terrible, but but because this wasn't trying to be Coke or Pepsi, it was trying to be its own thing. Fucking delicious. Why why does off brand cola in alcohol suck so much? Other than two examples that I can cite. Well, I'm excited to try this because, I mean, if you love it. Yeah, I'm excited because, like, in the pre-mixed cocktails in Australia, we've got a lot of bourbon and Coke. Not bourbon and Coke, sorry, it's bourbon and cola, and the cola in that stuff <laughs> sucks. I just oh, yeah. don't understand why it sucks so badly. Surely they can. They've got food chemists. They can at least come up with something that doesn't like taste like you know that Kmart soda. I forget what the brand name is. Oh. It's terrible. It was 50 cents. Of thunder. Makes me think of Bubba Cola. Yeah, all those knockoffs. RC. Yeah. RC isn't even technically a knockoff brand. It was was a brand. Yeah. But, (laughs) all right, Tony. Okay. uh, I can't wait to do the bracket. uh, uh, It's going to be tricky. Kelly's not going to have a boat to rely on, so we're going to have to see if she can. No, we, we, we we can hire a boat down the Yarra. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> Tourists are allowed. They're low powered enough that you can you can boat along the Yarra and drink. I think somebody has to be sober. That's why we bring Nick Talk in. He can drive. Um, let's 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 plug in uh, let's plug along a little bit that's very good kelly uh we're excited for truly pineapple lemonade we'll be trying it this summer uh maybe if i i don't have to buy 12 of them at once that would really be just get the just get get those and just get the topo pineapple or get the margarita ones just get the topo and get the blue raspberry and yeah move on with your life yep Okay, another old man get off my lawn moment. These mixed packs have got to die. You've got to be able to buy them in their own individual four packs. I'm not saying you have to have be available in sixteen packs, but just give me four packs. That's I'm what getting we sick want. of it. I was trying to buy one, Tony. I was trying to buy one at Smith's, and they wouldn't let me. Fucking Smith's. Uh, like, They're the worst. They looked like uh, Steve Martin buying the hot dog buns and the father of the bride. <laughs> that was going nuts. Um. All right, Tony, let's do a quick hyper beer nerd dork shit news before we play a fun game, huh? Let's do that. Do that. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Uh, All right. You know, I love a list, Tony, and I found a list. Yes. Best locations to enjoy less expensive beer this summer. (laughs) Why couldn't they use the word cheap? We love cheap. Cheap is good. Uh, This is less expensive, so... You got, uh, essentially, we have a couple things here that they've done here with the at the gang at American Craft Beer, the fusion of hops and heads <laughs> as a great motto. Is that kidding us? Um, Are we sure this beer hasn't been so, generated by AI? Everything about it seems AI. They're up. They had somebody, they have a fake company who did it that even generated it. For a new study, Long Haul Specialist Travel Bag. Oh. Analyze the average cost of a beer, Instagram hashtag data, as well as the average temperature in summer, summer across 100 cities to reveal the best places for a beer this season. So the five cheapest places in the U.S. for a beer. Number one, uh, sorry, number five is Salt Lake City, that just purely on price. But uh, number but, but, number four is Las Vegas. Salt Lake City, uh, don't, aren't we limited to like 4% beers in Salt Lake City proper? You know, I don't really know what the rules are for, like, I know that there's a beer zombies in Salt Lake City, and beer zombies could not be ever be bothered with making a 4% beer. Oh, so I think you, you can go. have a tap drink and drink beer. Okay. Uh, Las Vegas is number four. Baltimore is number three. Dallas is number two. And New Orleans is number one. So this is pure cheapest. New Orleans now, is number one, $4.72. But how do they come up with this list? Because you can't tell me that strip prices in Vegas that you can get a beer for $4.97 on the strip proper. No way. That has to be skewing that result massively. I, I get around town that that price is, yeah, it, it can be relatively cheap at your Corey's. Um, you can find a cheap beer in Las Vegas anywhere if you want. If you don't go to the Bellagio Center Bar or whatever, and I'm, I'm not ask debating Ray that. Miller Lite, but people you will be able to find one anywhere. But people aren't not lazy. People are lazy. Well, I don't think this is averaging based on the divided by the number of people who bought a beer. I think it's just like some rank, some arbitrary measurement, presumably yeah. based on like places it, you can walk up and get a beer. I don't. I don't know how they determine this number. Uh, they they don't they don't they don't. But show they use the word team. average. 
And and you can't tell me the volume going across the Bellagio bar Probably doesn't some, go a long way to countering that cheap beer that you can get at the ABC or the, the CVS. It's probably some distributor number would be my guess, like the yep. per pint sales price or some shit like that. Um, but let's get on to this thing because it was half more interesting. So Travel Bag was back at it again in this article, coming up with some this kind of index made out of... <clears throat> Uh, this was made, uh, uh, this was an index made from, yes, so the cost of a beer, Instagram hashtag data, and the average temperature in summer in 100 world cities. In Celsius. And uh, That's right. And uh, this index, they gave it a score, uh, com- somehow combining all those numbers. And I don't know how they did it. But I'm not going to read all 15, but some of the highlights are 15 is Phoenix, uh, where it's quite hot. Uh, uh, upwards of 31 degrees. Oh, Lord. Uh, Vegas is 11, where it's uh, also hot, if you guys were wondering. Vegas is number 11, so the number 11 best place to just knock down a cold one, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, we but had it's Shanghai. Houston. One of my favorites here, actually, is, is Shanghai and Nanjing, which have a... Uh, maybe unusual um, low number of Instagram hashtags. I wonder really? why. Mm. Why didn't they go on to what's, what's the other social network? Um, not X. What's it? No, no, the, the Chinese one. Um, that's like Facebook. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Oh. Like WeChat? Yeah. yeah, it's something like that. Ouija or whatever sure. it's called. Anjing has WeChat. 37 Instagram hashtags, but a beer is only, what's this, 55 euro? No. no, 55 pounds. 0.55 pounds. 0.55 pounds, sorry. Pen, 55 pence. Oh, there you go. Um, Look at you with your good English. And then <laughs> Hanoi is up there at uh, uh, the number two best place to have a beer. And wouldn't you know who's number one, Tony, but my old hometown, Chicago, Illinois, uh, at merely 10 12 times as much for the price as Hanoi, but with many times over the Instagram hashtags. Fuck yeah, Instagram Woo-hoo. kings out there in Chicago, where it's a mere 22 average temperatures Celsius. What's that, Tony? Probably about 80 something degrees. 22, and, no, um, it's nowhere near that no, low 60 degrees. Congrats to Chicago for being travel bags, number one. Drinking beer, have a beer in city. I don't even know what the. I'm sorry, I'm just perplexed by this final number because, like, nothing matches up. They're just like it's just a random final score in my view. How can (laughs) how can Nanjin with 37 Instagram hashtags and 55 pence worth of beer and an average temperature of 27, like that is high 70s, low 80s. get a final score of 6.09, yet Chicago with 150,000 Instagram hashtags at a cost of 550 and a much cooler temperature, you get a 6.94. What does that score even mean? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's subjective. I think they had people look at the numbers and grade it like a figure skating performance. Well, clearly the judges are rigged. Like, Nan Jin should... Clearly, be at the top because that's quite a 55 high cent, average 55 temperature. Cents. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, Hanoi um, maybe has a chance to battle it out. Um, and Jakarta, even though it's more expensive, it is. That's thirty-two degrees. That's 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 warm. 
Uh, but if you're going to do it like subjectively, like not subjectively, but just pull numbers out of your ass, the opposite of subjective. Um, or no, not really. It's I know this is a listicle not meant for actual human consumption and it's just made to uh, <laughs> bamboozle you. But, yeah, just completely confused by this whole list. Just some garbage. It's some garbage that was on, served up to me on the internet. So. Yep. Hashtag content. Success. Yeah. And so, I, I just want to let you know that if you uh, fly to Australia and you're stopping by either Dubai or Abu Dhabi, uh, the cost of an average beer is $13. So avoid those two cities like the plague. No shit. Mm. I mean, they, I mean, it's hard. It's, you you got to meet a lot of criteria to drink a beer. Yeah. Already. Yep. And I, I think beer That's- would be low on my list of reasons why potentially I would avoid those places, got to be honest. I think human rights no, might no. just trumpet above <laughs> above beer cost. Not running out there now, yeah. And then speaking of human rights uh, and people that we should be not have to look at because it's hurting us, uh, Ron DeSantis is in the news. Now, this guy's presidential campaign is going straight to the fucking moon. Am I right, Tony? Oh, Based it is on the latest amazingly well. It, it, he's really grabbed that Republican base by the scruff of the neck and he they're mm-hmm. really on board with him. Um, he's really been able to flip got- those Trump voters and the ability for him to gather those, those swing voters, it's just going to go amazingly well for him. He's got the he's he he's got the charisma of a uh, of a pom pom. Uh, I don't know. You know, the, he goes the, on the top he's of He's got the charisma of a of a gold of a golden retriever, but the golden retriever is uh, taxidermied and died. Okay, and because uh, I thought you were about to slander golden retrievers there. Every, any golden retriever has more personality than Ron DeSantis. If you were going yeah, to compare him to a, a dog, he's more like a Chihuahua. Yeah, he's well. This guy's struggling. He's pretty much dead in the water. Yep. But he apparently loves to have a beer with you because for a dollar, uh, New Hampshire voters were invited to drink beer with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Saturday in Concord. But unfortunately, no more. Uh, oh, sorry, barely more than two dozen people <laughs> showed up at the New Hampshire oh. Home Builders Association, which slashed the ticket price. From the original fifty dollars down to a dollar, <laughs> just to build the crowd. So wow. they took it from fifty to a dollar. They said, "We'll give your ass a beer. We'll give we'll give your ass a Miller Light. No way, it's a Bud Light." Sorry, an hour late, and there were just thirty people in the room. Damn. Well, didn't he- even show up for the free for the free beer with. Uh, with uh, Ron DeSantis on right. Florida Man himself. Well, I don't want to give people advice on boosting his campaign, but perhaps if they offered thigh food um, to be eaten there, that would have boosted the numbers because we all remember he would go out to bars and pronounce it thigh food rather than Thai food. And if a woman what, corrected what him, he knew that was no. not the woman for him. Mm. Wasn't he eating pudding with his finger? Maybe they should give everyone a pudding. I pie. forgot about the pudding. Here we go. <laughs> Thai food, chocolate pudding, Thai. no cutlery. No cutlery and like a warm Michelob Ultra. Oh, but that's still a bad brand. Uh, oh, yeah. A warm. Uh, Bought a Modelo? Is it? Modelo, yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
That really draws out his Hispanic Hispanicity, I think, as he would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to go have a... You think Great Taste Midwest sounds like a great beer event. Why don't you go hang out with Governor Ron? Yep. He, uh, see what it's like hanging out with him. That might be pretty fun. Great Taste event. All right. That's depressing to think about, but uh, he's not going to be part of our lives for very much longer, it doesn't seem like, unless something really surprising happens, which, and Lord knows what it could be that would even matter. Um, why don't we move on and play, uh, and we'll think more about the news, but in a fun way, because Tony, this week's game I have to really turn the screws on the two of you is a version oh of News the Game. Oh, no. I've got to find it. Stretch. Stretch. Uh, and it's which is a really cool game that's going to involve ranking and talking about seltzer actually. Ooh, and I'm going to press buttons right and I'll find it. Okay. All right. Oh shit! You got it. This goes on for a long time, Kelly. So just strap in. My most ridiculous drop. That drop goes on for so long. How long it is is really incredible. I love it. All right. So, Tony and Kelly, I found this website. Uh, it's Tasting Table, actually. They did their own goddamn seltzer bracket this month just a few weeks ago. It wasn't a bracket at all. They just ranked the 15, uh, 15 popular hard seltzer brands from worst to best. Ooh. And, uh, uh, so I, I, I thought I would um, uh, have you guys guess where these were ranked by their um, by these tasting table folks, now. essentially. So what you'll have to do in this game. So here's here's what I'm gonna okay. let me let me shout out the rules to you yeah, real quick. Not a problem. I'm gonna eliminate the bottom five. So here's who the bottom five are right now. These 15, we're only gonna do 10 because okay. otherwise it'll take an eternity. And you're not gonna love who these five are. But we're just going to burn right through them. Number 15 was Bud Light Seltzer. Number 14 was the Kalidad Aguas Frescas. All right, we're just doing total, like. I will like read to brand. you who the. So I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm just whole brand, not individual flavors. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whole okay, brand. Okay. 13's White Claw, White Claw Surge. This is like the strong White Claws. Yeah. 12 is Truly. 11 is Spindrift Spiked. So Spindrift did not make mm. the top 10 cut. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to tell you what the brand is. You guys are going to tell me from 1 to 10 where you think it ranks. Okay. I will tell you if you repeat okay. that number. And what we'll do at the end, we're going to add up how far away you guys are from all those numbers. And we'll see who has the lowest number. And they win. Does that make enough sense to you yeah, guys? Yeah, it does. Makes perfect sense to yeah. me. Now, question. Yeah. These folks, are these folks a Rupert Murdoch pub publication or a... Tasting table? Yes, tasting table. Are they folks? I really do not know who's fucking around with tasting table. Okay. Um, and don't know where it's from or what it is. Because if we it's... know one thing, that the, um, the Celsius tasting community, as witnessed by the boat people are a conservative mob. Big DeSantis energy. So let's run these down. Let's get your guesses in, and then we'll talk We'll talk them down, okay? Okay. okay. So number eight. Sorry. Oh, shit. We're just going to skip that one. I'm going to say it's I in eight. 
Yes. Okay, we're not, we're not doing that one. We're mixing them up. Okay. Let's do this next one. This one is... Uh, this one is Simply Spiked. We're going to do Simply Spiked. What place out of 10 would you put in Simply Spiked? These are the Simply Lemonade alcoholic. Uh, that did pretty well in last year's bracket. I want to go middle to lower of the bracket. I want to say eighth. No. Eighth, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go fourth for that one. Okay. I'm going to say sixth. Sixth. Okay, good. To gotcha. Keep track All right, next. So I don't say the same number again. I can tell you what, if you've already said a number. That's easy. But okay, I don't right want to say it. But you might say the right number out loud. Wrong. That's the issue. <laughs> okay. Next up we have... Uh, oh, you'll like this one, Kel. Uh, Shell House. These are the Trader Joe's brand oh. of hard seltzers. Interesting. Okay, so they scored above... Like, Bud Light Seltzer, Kali Dodd, etc. Yeah. Yep. Spindrift. Huh. Huh. Okay, so... Mm, makes me... They've been on the shortlist for seltzer bracket. But never made it through? They never made it through. Voter suppression. The the votes were rigged, surely. (laughs) Let's recount those ballots. Let's get them in next time. There's two different different variety packs, but this is just the whole brand. Okay. As a brand Uh, in general. And they are are affordable, $9.99. You've got to make a decision because you've got to go first at some point. Yeah, you've got to go. Okay. I'm going to say... Okay, well, okay, but also, <laughs> hold on, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, I, I, I'm an internal processor sometimes. Chris, so, mark me down for third, three. Third. Okay, was, Tony's got okay. third, all right. I'm thinking, like, not everyone has access to Trader Joe's, like, some right. like some places don't but, have it. But this but is this a democratic list. No this isn't <laughs> rated by anybody besides tasting table okay, guys. that's yeah. true, that's true. Yeah. I'm, like, thinking about... <laughs> These are what some writers for tasting tables. Now she's going full oh Unabomber on this. I am just putting my hood up now. There's um, eight, only nine more, so we're good. Great. This is going to be awesome. Okay. I'm just going to say fourth because that was the number that was fourth. first okay. came into my brain. All right. Next up is Twisted Tea. I hate Twisted Tea. Okay. Also, wait a minute. Hold on. That's not a seltzer. It's in the list. I can't, it's not I can't, a seltzer. I can't tell Twisted Tea what to define okay, as seltzer this, or not. Well, it's not Twisted Tea. Is, it's, it's, it's crap. Home and country or whatever list okay, that he's is, got. So disorderly Tea House is not a seltzer. Loverboy won. That's... But the t- Twisted Tea is not... Sparkling like a seltzer. Well, they fit it into flat. the overall uh, non-beer malt beverage brands, I guess. Bullshit. Okay, so right. I'm well, going to rank this 10th. Even though I vehemently disagree that it should be in, I'm with Kelly, but I don't know about the boat people. That mega crowd, they're a little different. Um, so <laughs> what do you put think? them in 10th. I'm going to say 9, because I nine. personally nine. hate it. And I want to lose. 9, 9. Okay. nine. Next up, we're going to go. Now, this is a little bit crafty. Ooh. This is a little bit crafty. Ranch this water. is Brewery X. Brewery X from Anaheim. Kelly, you'll have to guess this one first. Now, you know this one, Kelly. You're familiar with it. I am. Brewery. They're like the 10% seltzers. They have 10% ones. This was rated on the 5%. Now, oh. do we deduct points because there's now a social media named after them? No, that's true. Oh, I'm going to make you guess first on this one, or else it's just going to be Tony. <laughs> okay. Wow, pressure. 
Uh, I'm going to say third. Third, okay. No, no. Clearly you're wrong. Clearly it is uh, ninth. Nine? Nine. Nine, okay. Tony doesn't think these are ones are good. Right, these ones you'll have some familiarity with. Don't say that. I'm saying that they don't rate them. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying they could be good, but what you're saying, I, 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 I could see what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have uh, these ones. You, you guys at least have some familiarity with Topo Chico. Number. These are not branch waters. These are normal. Okay. Number two. Number two. I'm gonna say. Three. Three, okay. These are ranch waters? There's no, no ranch waters. No ranch oh, water. Just topo oh, just, original. It's just regular, just topo regular type. Regular yeah. topo chico. Oh, okay, okay. You're okay. sticking with three. Yeah, I'll stick with three. kind of wish I would have known the whole list. Hey, that's the game. This is the well, game. Yeah, of course. Played. That really would have made it easy. Yeah. If you then just knew just... what the list was, <laughs> that really would simplify it. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. It's all your normal your normal players here. Number six is Vizzy. Uh, Don't say that. Yeah. Vizzy. I've, I've got a thought here, and I think this is a brand that will buy into their marketing, you know, with their vitamin water stuff. So I'm going to put these guys at number one. Wow. Okay, so you think you think tasting table is paid off as like a PR situation? Yeah. No, I just think they're one of those brands that has like a young underpaid crew of journalists that are getting paid four dollars an hour that are big Vizzy drinkers. Okay, I liked some of the Vizzies. Yeah, the ones I mean, they mention here you've got unusual combination of flavors, mm-hmm. such That's as. All they say. Oh. They say, okay, they say what's some, I mean, whatever, orange, watermelon, you know, these, black cherry. Hmm. Those are your standard fizzies. Of course, not to be confused with the Australian cardboard manufacturer with the same name. How many went number one? That's amazing. What a I was going to say five. All right. But as five. I'm keeping track of the rankings, I've got big holes at the top and big holes at the bottom. <laughs> the whole middle is pretty full now. Next up, I got for you. Corona Refresca Hard Tropical Punch. Oh, I really wanted these to be in the bracket this year. I think sure. they need to be in next year. I'm going to see number sound, two. Number six for me. me. Apple, passion fruit, and guava. That does sound good. All right, number six. Hold on. Number six for Tony. And number two for Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she seems okay, confident an, about that one. This one was <laughs> a new one for me. This one was Ashland. Hard seltzer, and I'll just give you guys a little bit about this because I wasn't familiar with this one. Oh, a lot of the hard seltzer companies have come <laughs> from some of the. They were in the first year of the br- of okay. the seltzer These are from bracket. Some of the biggest names in the liquor industry. Uh, this stands apart because it was created. This is, sounds so pompous. It was created by a group of filmmakers, athletes, and artists. This sounds like the fucking people that were at Kendall Roy's birthday party. Um, <laughs> People interested in joining together to create a great tasting product made from simple ingredients. Strawberry, they have uh, flavors ranging from classics like strawberry, lemonade, and watermelon to the more unusual ginger peach and rainbow sherbet. Well, now, see, this is why it would have been easy if we had the list. I want to put them as number one, but they have to go in five for me because that's the rules. It's just 
them's the breaks. Because I know this crowd and they're into that shit. Number five. It would be pretty boring if I just gave it to you and then you did like a yeah, like a pest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go at number eight. Eight? These were <laughs> disgusting. Oh, wow. Did not care for them. <laughs> they were horrible. Don't get number eight. Don't we already know who number oh. eight is? Oh, fuck. That's right. Fine. Number seven. Because you messed it up and told You don't us. know who number eight is. Oh, that's right. That's right. Fine. Why would you Stay. know who number eight is? And actually, Kelly, I think I have you with two threes. <laughs> well, that's your problem because I only wrote down one three. You're going to have to re... I need you to re-guess Brewery X or Topojiko, which you both have the number three. Oh, I did. Oops. Okay. That is a me problem. I did not write down to Brewery X. I wrote it down and then I think I deleted it. <laughs> this game's going well. It's going great. I love it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> I overthink everything, especially now. Okay, fine. Um, I'm going to make Toko, Topo number one. Number one. Okay. And put Brewery X as number three. Number I think, three. Okay, I, think gotcha. I said Brewery X is three before Topo. Okay. Was yeah. I don't know. That's I don't fine. remember. Okay. Let's go to high noons. High noons are out. Uh, we got high. Everybody knows those. Those are a very popular yep. brand. Not a very um, trendy name, so therefore they go in eighth for me. I did see a guy walking down the street in Chicago where there is open container law, uh, just pounding one. So nice. What was that? I don't see. This is where I think. Tony, what number did you say? Eight. Uh, I think Celsius are fine. I think they should get a pass. Those and white wine coolers should get a pass on open container laws. Bartles and James. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say seven. Seven. That's where I thought about going. And lastly, you have the Kona. These are from the Kona Brewery, I believe. I didn't even know they made Celsius. Things are to be believed here. Uh, These are the Kona... All right, you want to get the name right? Spiked Island Seltzer. If you, we've always enjoyed Kona Brewing Company's beers. They're the perfect option when you're looking for something that has plenty of hops but isn't super heavy. Thank you, PR. Um, <laughs> so they have a variety of hard seltzers. Their flavors are tropical flavors. So they have like star fruit, passion fruit, and guava. Does star fruit have a flavor? No, Not it's, really. It tastes like uh, water because star fruit tastes like nothing. Yeah, they have like a tropical punch here. Um, Although I'm thinking exactly of dragon fruit. Dragon fruit tastes like nothing. Yeah, dragon yeah. fruit's kind of sweet. Star fruit maybe a little more citrusy. So Kona Spiked Island Seltzer is the last one. And you guys only have one number left. Yeah, so. I have number 10 left. And you have Seven. number 10 left. So let's go in number 10 Seven. for Kelly. Number 7 for Tony. So let us run down the list right quick. Um, and see how I do. So number... How you guys do, anyways? I'm going to do fine. Number ten <laughs> of the ten Kelly is Shell House. Place. Shell House from Trader Joe's. Wow. Tony guessed that at number three. Kelly guessed that at number four. So Kelly actually has the edge on that one. Ah. Number nine uh, was High Noon. And so both of you weren't too bad there. Tony had eight on that one. Kelly had number seven on that one. Uh, so you're both pretty close there. It kind of brings it back to even. Uh, number eight was Topo Gico. No! Number eight was Topo Gico. <laughs> that one was a tough one. That's a tough one for both of you. 
Tony had it at two. Kelly had it at number one. All these people are wrong. Number seven is the Kona Spiked Island Seltzer. Kelly, uh, sorry, Tony hit that on the nail. Number seven. Kelly got that uh, with a 10 spot. Um, so there you go. Uh, number six. I can't, can't hear Tony. I can't hear Tony now. Where are you? I'm here. Sorry, that was me with the button. Pro- people probably just heard silence. I thought I was being really smooth and stretching, uh, but I had myself on mute. I apologize. Okay, people. so we'll just fill that, <laughs> just, just fill that gap like, in, I guess. People or might not, think whatever, that we edit this show because we're so smooth, but we don't. All right, moving on. So Vizzy was six. Number six is Vizzy. I was very close. So number six was Vizzy. Tony had that at number one. It was oh. his big shot. I had it. Well, uh, Kelly had it at number five. That was a good one mm-hmm. for her. Huh? That, 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 that was within one. Oh, me. Number five is Twisted Tea. The much hated Twisted Tea. You both guessed that way off. Tony had it at number 10. Kelly a little less off at number nine. Number four is awesome. simply spiked, which Tony got right on the nail on the head Jeez. again. Uh, got it at number four. But Kelly had it at number six, so not far off. Only two off there. Number three was Ashland. No, uh, even close. Okay. Okay, this whole thing is absolute garbage journalism because those <laughs> Ashland seltzers yeah, are right. nasty. So of Tony course. had that at number five. Kelly had that at number eight. If I recall correctly, I think when we first had the first year of the seltzer bracket, we tried them. We were all very excited. There was a cucumber or cucumber lime one. Someone said it tasted like feet. It was not good. So Prince Andrew would be into that. (laughs) Uh, Where were we? Oh, Ashley. Number two. Number two was Brewery X. Tony had that at a nine. I had it as three. And Kelly had it at number three, so she only gets a one there. And the winner was the Corona Refresca Hard Tropical Punches, which Kelly had at number two, and Tony had at number six. So somehow, despite Tony getting two right on the head, he was extremely off on a lot of them. Yes! And uh, therefore, Kelly's three that are within one and... Two within two and one within three. Get her the win, where she was only off by Thank thirty-two. <laughs> and Tony I'm was sorry. Off this scoring system is bullshit. I want to. I want to protest. I'm sorry. This. This. This should be extreme bonus points for getting it bang on. I'm extreme bonus points. Extreme bonus points. This, this is rigged. Absolutely rigged. rigged. Yeah. All rigged. All rigged. I want to recount. Uh, we rigged it. I need to see my boat people. <laughs> I'd be up for this. They wouldn't stand for this nonsense. We'll get DeSantis on it. He'll he'll be, he'll get out there. Count your. Let's check the but... paper in the ballots. The probably came from China. Over Ashland. 
Ugh. Yeah, the Ashlands. <laughs> I've never tried good. or heard of. They were so bad. So if this is all garbage, do you? I mean, are we still getting the Corona Refresca Hard Tropical Punches or? I wanted those already, so yeah, okay. those win. Th- right. And those were the winners. All right. Well, Tony, it's been a tough run for you, but we'll get you back on the horse. You uh, know, maybe next week. I think next week's game that we do with uh, with our with our friend Brian, you might have a good time with. So okay, I think, good to know. I think you might. I think you might find your way both in and out of the well with that one. You <laughs> might be jumping back in there, jumping out of there. It might it's gonna be a good old time for you. I hope. That then if Brian loses, then I can just be the middle of the road game person. I don't want to be the uh, no, you're a winner. loser. You, you're you're <laughs> I'm a your last result. This is yes. how it works. Thank you, Tony. So apologies for some of the audio issues in there. Still not as bad as TAI, so we got to pat ourselves on the back for that. Just sort of True. a brief period of silence that we had in the middle of there. Yep. But uh, in the meantime, uh, while we uh, while I gather myself from that and recollect my brain after that game, Tony, why don't you tell all these nice people where they can find us? Yeah, if you want an audio improvement, perhaps send us money and then we might lift our game. You can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. If you want to send us an email to complain, send it to, um, what's the, this ain't Iowa email address? I don't know, I don't have it on hand. <laughs> but if you want to Not, send us a lovely like, glowing email about how great our audio quality is, yeah. you can do that at beerengineshow at gmail.com. If you want to see us on Instagram, you can do that at beerenginepod. Aren't you glad we're not on Twitter where we have to say, remember Twitter, it's not called Twitter anymore, it's called X, even though they're still called tweets, but... Um, they're called Xeets. They're called Xeets. Xeets. Um, superb Zeets. branding. That guy is a genius. I don't know why anybody <laughs> ever doubted him. He just seems so wholesome and He's so down yeah, to it's... earth. And Oh, man, that mm. face. a decade away. He doesn't. He's full of Botox and red wine. He's a beautiful boy, Tony. Thank you. He is. Uh, and if you want to email the, uh, if you want to email those complaints, like Tony said, you can email it to Iowa not isn't v two three at g hotmail dot biz. I think is what their email address is. Do you ever run anybody across anybody with a hotmail account these days? Yes. Like, oh. Kelly works with old people a lot, so she's hitting running okay. into a lot of oh, yeah. Next question. Yahoo's. Next question. Do you ever get an AOL email address? I, I know one person who's very closely related to this family that I believe has an AOL address. <laughs> doesn't use it anymore. <laughs> and we're not talking about me, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. No, I think that one's gone, but I do I do know that there are... Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're. I I don't know anyone with an Alta Vista or a Lycos or anything like that. Though, so I think no, plenty right. of plenty of hotmails, several Yahoos, so they're random internet provider emails. Old lady at hotmail mm-hmm. Yep. All right, gang. Uh, thanks for enduring. Uh, we will talk to you in a couple weeks, and actually, we'll be back next week with a little bit of uh, some extra content too. So take care, y'all. Yeah, bye bye. We'll be talking a lot about the Women's World Cup. <laughs>